Thanks, Mike, for finally letting me tour the Cage Club Podcast Network studios. No problem, Brian. But hey, could you not tell Joey? He hates it when you mess around with his stuff. Is that every Nick Cage movie ever? Yup. From Fast Times to Massive Talent, this network is pretty much the house that Nicky Coppola built. Hey, what about over there? Where do those stairs go? All right, so I'm going to do this in my Bill Murray impression this time. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> this is Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. The Cut by Cut Francis Ford Coppola Podcast. And this is a Cage Club Network production, baby. Does he say baby? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounded, it sounded better than I thought. When you started, I thought you were going with a little Yogi Bear there. Yeah, really. And then, you know, you really grew into it, so. Yeah, I should have leaned more Garfield in the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a seat, have a glass, and welcome to a very special edition of Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. It is a very Coppola Christmas part two, the nice. sequel. The a sequel, good Francis yes. sequel, yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to get into a lot of fun today, including our chat on another Sofia Coppola film, A Very Murray Christmas. But first, nice. remember, keep your friends close and your fellow podcasters closer by hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Oh, yeah. Caress that subscribe button, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're being a little too Bill Murray now. so calm. Sorry, my, my <laughs> new mic is going to make me do weird things. <laughs> uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, really Spotify and Apple Podcasts are the big ones now. Yeah, we want to get on those year-end wrap-ups next year. Make those Hopefully. top fives on Spotify. You know, they do the wrap-up. Hopefully we can get on. Maybe we'll have a really, really good Coppola year. Hey, if Megalopolis drops, we might. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) Of course, you could find us on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, the flagship for all Cage Club podcasts, including this one. Nephew to uncle connection there. Mm -hmm. Familia. Oh, keep your family close, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Not your friends. That's an American (laughs) saying. (laughs) <laughs> and remember oh. to follow us on social media uncle francis's wine cellar on the gram and we are at various platforms at various names well you're the mikester everywhere i'm at oh my Pretty much, yeah yep s-t-i-r s-t-i-r i, I think s-t-e-r is a porn guy or something <laughs> i don't didn't, know <laughs> didn't know that but uh, i am at oh my rodriguez on twitter but i never sorry i'm the x but I never X anyway. So if you yeah. want to communicate with us, just DM us at Uncle Francis Wine Cellar on Instagram. Yeah, I'm on I'm on those threads a little more these days. It's like Twitter without the Nazis. I think that's the banner right now. It's like the <laughs> ad. Come to come to Threads. Anyway. I have a Threads. I I just don't use it because I don't really tweet. I don't know. I'm just not in the mood these days. Whatever. It's fine. Anyway. You don't have to be in the mood. You don't have to do any of this. You know. Look. I have a baby at home here. Best excuse in the world. It's an excuse for everything. (laughs) It's an excuse to remove yourself from everything. It is. It is. And it's valid. That's the best part. It's not even an excuse. It's an explanation. You know, it's like this guy's obligations over here. Also, anyone who's listened to me podcasting knows I'm not succinct. I can't do things in 180 whatever characters. 
I podcast for that. So, Mike, you are my the X. You are my threads. Okay. <laughs> One thing I, I keep forgetting to mention on here as it relates to social media. We've mentioned it like a little bit, but whew, these last couple holidays... The Instagram stories and like projects put together by the Coppola Vineyard. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. god, they're so good. They're so like epic. Well, they treat every medium as equals. You know, like as far as when it comes to stuff you can do, like film. You know, I'm sure the the Coppola TikTok is probably off the chain, but I'm too <laughs> old to have TikTok, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like for Halloween, they did like a spooky, like, ho, 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 Dracula, you know what I mean? And like, I can't describe it. Just do yourself a favor. Go onto the Francis Ford Coppola Vineyard's Instagram page. Click on all the stuff they do there. If you're a Francis Ford Coppola fan, it's going to make you a fan of the wine, too. Speaking of the wine. Hmm. Nice. I thought this was a nice holiday one. I've had it before. Definitely, though, the... the, um... The packaging yeah yeah the label right the label it, thank it's you that, it's that maroon label francis coppola yep. diamond collection 2021 Ooh. pinot noir you know i'm surprised there aren't seasonal collections you know like the christmas wine or the easter wine there might be to be honest with you i'm just as the yeah. nephews know the nieces mm-hmm. and nephews know i got robbed <laughs> literally moving. when i was moving like, and someone took no. all my coppola wine so i'm rebuilding the collection they only took the wine. That is, those are, that's dedication. Those people might be bigger Coppola fans than us. Maybe, maybe they knew from the show. You know, I do share a lot of my life on this podcast. Yeah, maybe but you, you didn't tell people your address, did you, while I wasn't listening? <laughs> address and moving date? Who knows? Oh, that sounds good. That's some good, uh, what do they call it? ASSMR? <laughs> ASMR, yes. Ooh, like pop. Nice. <laughs> Want to talk about last episode. We talked another Sofia Coppola film. I say another because it was our first official Sofia Coppola film, of course, yeah. on, on April Fool's. We're, we're going backwards. <laughs> on April <laughs> Fool's, the two, the two fast guys pumped oh, right. us, yeah. and they covered yeah. the bling ring. It's not an official episode, though. doesn't count. And, <laughs> and another unofficial thing is we covered New York stories, and there was that rumor that... Sophia, as a child, directed the Francis Ford Coppola part in that film. I'll, I'll right. tell you what, she certainly loves New York hotels, as we'll see today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hotels in general, when lost in translation. Oh my god, yeah. You know, it's a big set for her. Loves her hotels. <laughs> a, what a connecting well, maybe, piece. Maybe it came from growing up on the road where with her dad filming everywhere and being in hotels and stuff. Possibly. I don't know. That's an astute observation. I mean, she had the career as Domino, the actress, before we knew her as Sophia. And before that, she was just a daughter going around with the family. She's had such an interesting life. Of course, part of our Christmas celebration today, we are covering A Very Murray Christmas which yes. was a film she did from 2015. Before that, we have a lot of fun and games to discuss. But I was, I want to talk. Pers- well, not, I mean, I guess it's a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I guess it's a game. We have a okay. game. <laughs> I would say our one of our segments has more of a game element this time. We'll put it that way. Okay. But before that, I did want to discuss Priscilla a, a bit more. It is now actually streaming, so you can rent Ooh, it. Very nice. For that expensive rental price, right? Like, not mm, the $3 yeah. one. I forgot what it is. So if you want to uh, watch it at home, if you're still freaked out for going to the theaters, guess what? 
you can enjoy it from your couch. I talked to so many people who enjoyed uh, Priscilla. I was talking to somebody, actually, uh, and they were like, I thought it was awesome. Well, good. I think it was my brother. But he was like, yeah, yeah, it was my brother. He enjoyed the fact that they had no authentic Elvis music in it. Because remember, the family, the the Presley estate did not give them the rights. He said that was actually something that enhanced the film for him. Mm. It made it less about Elvis and his story and more about, you know, maybe the music Priscilla was enjoying at the time. Yeah, good point. I thought it was a good point, too, because when I look back at it, I didn't. Did you miss Elvis music in the movie? No. No, uh, especially once, like, early, I think it was the title sequence, she drops the Ramones singing Baby I Love You. I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to get, like, cover songs. We hear songs in that movie that Elvis has sung, but just not his version, you know? And then there's also other music in there. So it ends with Dolly Parton singing And I Will Always Love You. And there's a great story online, if you want to go look up Dolly Parton, talking about how Elvis wanted to sing that song. Really? she met with Elvis and the colonel was like, well, now for Elvis to sing that, you're going to also have to sell us the publishing. And Dolly was like, I just can't do that. I wrote the song. I keep all my publishing. That's how I make my money, this and that. And so Elvis never sang that song. She went on and sang it. And then, of course, Whitney Houston went on and made it what it became. A super hit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so Sophia did some interesting stuff with that music intentionally, you know, whether or not she knew she couldn't use it. I bet even if she could, she probably wouldn't want to in that regard because of how she worked in some of the stuff subliminally. Absolutely. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. And when my brother had mentioned that to me, I was like, that's, that makes total sense. Right. I really want to watch the movie again. The more I think about it, the more I really enjoyed it. Ditto. Same here. Uh, Joey today sent us this really cool clip. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, so I can't endorse it yet. But it's actually Priscilla Presley analyzing scenes from the movie. Yeah, I wish I had time. I wish I had time to watch that before the show, before us recording. But we'll save that for the next episode. Yeah, if we can get around to watching it, we'll definitely you know talk about it. I am fascinated no was it it was like a vanity fair thing or something like i watch those all the time with actors going over their careers so i'll definitely get to it like yeah i watch tons of youtube crap (laughs) Um, (laughs) no but again this one seems really really interesting and it reminded me of something right and i don't know if we had the exact words for it on the last episode but priscilla is not really a biopic priscilla is not a biography like if it was a book right it's a memoir it's based on her memoir mm. it's from her point of view priscilla right so like just to clap back at the elvis lovers who didn't like it right this is just what it was like mm-hmm. for a certain time in her life i was thinking yeah. of another um f- movie i guess biopic or memoir or whatever uh walk the line you know the johnny That's cash a good one. one yeah great one right but i was thinking of I don't know if you remember the movie too much, but Jennifer Goodwin plays his first wife. Yep. And she's, you know, she's not in the movie too much. I remember, God, what is Johnny Cash's daughter's name? She, she was, ugh, country fans out there, you probably hate me right now. But she was also a famous musician in her own right. But she wasn't uh, June Carter's daughter. Like, she was from uh, the first marriage, right? She ripped the film similarly to Lisa Marie ripping uh well again she didn't publicly rip it so we can't quote her on that but you know what i mean lisa marie rumors are that she didn't like priscilla uh the movie but uh johnny cash's daughter originally ripped walk the line specifically for the depiction of her mother 
right? And I was thinking about that and how similar that was. But imagine a film based on her mother and just from her point of view, married to Johnny Cash, when Johnny right. Cash was like, admittedly, even in that movie, a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we, well, yeah, two-timing, yeah. Okay, maybe monster's a little excessive, but not a good guy, right? If we just looked at the years that she was married to him, Johnny Cash's first wife, it might look like this film, right? right. Like, right. it's yeah. all about perspective and angles and stuff, and I think we need to be a little bit more nuanced as a society and realize, like, I don't know Elvis's yeah. full story. I mean... I could take the Boz Lerman version and think that's his full story. I don't know. But, you know, like, he could have had a come-to-Jesus moment after this. Well, he did. He eventually did go to Jesus very soon after. <laughs> like, <laughs> he died. No, Unfortunately. <laughs> but, but no, he still lives, man. Oh, that's he right. He, he could be. He could be. No, I mean, I, I definitely feel that. But, like, what I'm thinking about, you know, if I could just say something, as a – as sort of like a, like, I always liked Elvis music. I was never a huge Elvis fan, but I liked him. I liked his style. I liked the look. I liked the persona. When Joey and I started watching the movies, it's like, oh shit, like something kind of snapped. And like, now I'm really, was like really into Elvis, you know, I'm starting to get like even more into Elvis. And, you know, the Boz Lerman movie is no better than this if you want to start throwing fingers around because, like, that's not from Elvis's perspective. That's from the fucking current. That is from my point of view, the, the, the conniving point of view that took Elvis and used him like a commodity. I used him up, you know, so people aren't screaming about that shit right but then here comes the priscilla movie and they're like whoa 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 priscilla like what are you talking about like how could you do this and meanwhile the colonel is like elvis take these pills elvis do this don't do that and so you know we don't really have the movie i guess the modern take on what was going through elvis's head and i don't know how we can get that because you know he never wrote the book it's all hearsay at this point and this and that i mean there's tons of there's there's really no need for it. you could just watch all like the documentary stuff but like you take my point right like you understand what i'm trying to get at is like i never understood the outrage over the priscilla movie because it was a priscilla movie and like the elvis movie is a colonel movie you know so like people didn't seem to give a crap Mike, you're, again, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why the movie is called Priscilla. It's not called Elvis. But maybe Elvis should have been called The Colonel. It should have. It should have been called Me. <laughs> <laughs> the Colonel. <laughs> so today is our Very Coppola Christmas Part 2, as I keep mentioning. The order of things is going to go a little bit different because we were able to book a very exclusive guest and he's on the line right now. He's he's available now. It, it's a big deal to have him on here. Kyle Reinfried, are you there? Uh, yeah, in a matter of speaking, sure. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> You've been there for years, truly. But you are here with us present as a present because mm. we are celebrating our Coppola Christmas Part 2. You were with us for Coppola Christmas Part 1, and I thought it wouldn't be right not to bring you on a little bit. I've always traditionally had you on my Christmas episodes in one form or another on the podcast network. So happy to have you here, Kyle. How you been? Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Gearing up for, I guess, Christmas, doing last minute shopping, all that good stuff. How are you guys? Nice. Good. Terrible. Well, yeah, Mike's been, sick. <laughs> Mike's been sick for like six weeks, but he's he's back. No, like like 
three and a half, but I'm I'm bouncing back slowly, like an old man does. You know, I'm no Steve Rogers or nothing. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. Sorry yeah. for your illness. Thank you. Trying to watch more uh, holiday films as as the Xmas Day approaches. I don't think so. I've watched any. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to be cheered up by some Christmas movies. Well, our former uh, teacher Tobin Addington, his newest Christmas film just dropped. Oh wow! On, on Max. So I did it. I, I I knew that was in the works. Island had told me, but I didn't know it dropped it. What's it called? Yes. Well, if you bear with me, I can <laughs> is, tell you. Is he, it's, he he directed it or wrote it or both? Or? He wrote it. Okay. Cool. He wrote it. Yeah. Awesome. And this is like the second one in three years. I think it's called a. Christmas Detective? <laughs> it sounds about right. Tobin, uh, he was one of the uh, few, few professors we had not to hate on uh, the great state college of Ramapo. But, um, you know, you get what you pay for. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he was one of the few professors that was, I feel like, active in the film community at the same time of teaching versus yeah uh just someone that decided to teach or someone that left that world just to teach you know it's 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 tough i I can't imagine i mean i'm not (laughs) uh successful in the industry so yeah here it is it's it's called the christmas detective uh a neighborhood's christmas spirit is ruined when a painting is stolen and cape hopes to restore joy by bringing back the painting and enlist the help from her ex Oh, so it's like it's a Christmas movie. I mean, I was gonna say like sounds like a like a little bit of a rom. I mean, maybe rom com, but at least romance or. But I guess any every Christmas movie has pretty much some. I mean, pull some heartstrings at least, if not some romance to them, especially like the Hallmark Channel ones. But then on top of it, a detective or a uh, or a, uh, a what, what would that be called? A thief movie. A Heist, heist, heist movie, yeah, heist film, yeah, a, there a you caper, go. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll definitely check that out for sure. But Kyle, we brought you on for a special reason. We need someone to judge our annual Coppola mm-hmm. Christmas gifting contest. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so please, if you will, basically, there's five categories this year with a bonus category. Mike and I both did not have a lot of time. Even though we run the show and make the rules, we still put that pressure on ourselves and did not have a lot of time to come up with things. But that's okay. Yep. You know, yeah, that's I part did of it. The fun uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually when I'm in, enjoying and relaxing and doing some drawing in my free time at work, I was freaking out and panicking and in like anxiety mode trying to find five gifts for this evening. So we have five gifts in different categories. Kyle, you do not know the categories, so I will present them to you as we go along. And it's tournament style, so Mike (laughs) will give his gift, I will give my gift, Uh, and each time you will decide which gift you would rather be gifted on Christmas. Or, look, this is not a category, but if I said gifts for Grandpa... You know, put yourself in grandpa's shoes. I understand. And what would grandpa prefer? So I'm commenting five times once in each category after you've both presented the presents. So five categories and one bonus category, which doesn't make sense because. (laughs) So six. Let's just do six categories. Yeah. (laughs) You pick which one is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm hearing both of you out. 
I'm not going to play. I shouldn't play favorites. I'm not going to play favorites. No, no, please. Like... We, we brought... No, then I'd win them all. Then I just, there's no reason. We brought you on because you're, you're a fair judge. You don't have, and I know you, and like, that's the truth. My integrity has been questioned before. Though. Your integrity has been questioned, but also you're like, <laughs> your good German sensibilities and, and your love of the semantics wouldn't let you make the wrong choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go in. Are we going in? We go in. The, mer- the merch table is opening. <laughs> Come walk this way. Take a look. We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising, merchandising. Where the real money from the movie is made. Where are we starting tonight? Mike, why don't you go first? The first category, Kyle, <clears throat> was clothing. Mike and I will present you clothing options. We'll do it in the do it in the Zoom chat here. Okay, here's my first entrant, entry. Okay, so should I say oh. what it is? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you beat me. <laughs> Not even close. What we have here <laughs> is a Vietnam M1 rear seam helmet coming complete with Ace of Spades trading card and writing on it, including the phrase, Kurtz was right. Now, let's see if there's any more description. This is an original restored rear seam M1 helmet. The heating lot is hard to read due to being hidden under the paint, but the shell appears to be made by Ingersoll. The helmet still has the original Vietnam-era applied factory paint. There's much more to read about this here that we cannot, that we can just skip, but you get the picture. I mean, it doesn't just say Kurtz is right. It says so many other things on it. it. Oh, there's more like uh, the heart of darkness. I I am the heart of darkness. Holy Uh, hell. And then in the friendly dust, my mind is clear. My dialogue is worth the earth. Is with the earth. None's higher. None's higher. Uh, You too young to vote, but not not to die. Too young to love but too old to cry. $350, American. Mike, you're going to wipe the floor of me today if you're <laughs> So the army helmet with Apocalypse Now stuff on it. I mean, look, he could be referring to Heart of Darkness. Doesn't matter. He definitely is, obviously, because I assume no, this was used in yeah. war. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you, you beat me there, but Kyle... No, I, we don't I, know yet. We don't know yet. No, no, yeah. you did. I have to participate because I just got this T Public shirt, which is not going to be. I thought it was cool. I know it's not your color, but <laughs> this is color. very cool. This is a great shirt. Oh, okay, it's like all the directed and ended by directed. Uh, yeah, it's so all of, is, it's all of his title cards. This is a long sleeve T shirt. It is yellow for some reason, but it has all his title cards. Like yeah. Oh. Directed you by change Francis the color. Coppola. Oh, you could change the color. Okay, good. So change the color to something you like. And, <laughs> and it, it has like, you know, has the Apocalypse Now font. It has all the fonts yeah. from his films. Cool piece for any Coppola film lover. It's not an awesome army helmet, but... <laughs> well, Brian, what's the category again? Clothing. So it's something you would wear. Okay. Mike, you're you're lucky that your gift is so fucking cool because my German <laughs> my German sensibility wants to say that the helmet isn't clothing. <laughs> oh come on, it's an accessory. That's an. <laughs> but but 
So that's you're, my, such, a, you're such a stickler. Yeah, my, <laughs> that little part of me that so many people either love or hate almost <laughs> didn't do you good, Mike. But that is such a cool gift that I will let it fall under the clothing category. So my thank you, Judge. My, my Your honor. Gift. I'm fine with that. That that was the right choice. <laughs> that's crazy. That was the right choice. <laughs> Oh, I hate myself. Join the club. <laughs> Mike one, Brian zero. Next category oh. is collectors' items and memorabilia. Oh. I'll definitely fucking lose this one. This is so dumb. What I came up with. This is odd because Francis Ford Coppola signed Major League Baseball. <laughs> For $787, like there's a lot of them on this site. Like, they didn't do any sports movie, right? Like, baseballs aren't a big prop in anything. I'm baffled. So, like, this was my hardest category. From a certain year or something? It is authenticated. And I know that, Mike, because that was also going to be my pick. I do have a backup. What? Wait, what? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I swear to God. You were going to. You, we were get the same one. You were gonna do the baseball. I saw this. I'm like, what? What an odd thing. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be cool to have all my favorite directors signed baseballs for no reason? <laughs> well, Brian, Brian, if that was going to be the same, you guys had the same gift. You could call it a tie for the. You, if you're a gambling man, you want to hedge your bets. You want to call this a tie. I do not because there are no ties in baseball, Kyle. I have a backup. That's wow. There you go. All right. So, yeah, for that one, there's no tying in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Less comedy, but I thought this was a pretty cool thing that I would want. It is from my favorite place, Mike. You know it, the Academy <laughs> Store. <laughs> wow. What's the Notebook? The Godfather Notebook, signed limited edition. Includes Coppola authentic signed page, replica three ring binder, Coppola used in the making of the legendary movie, 760 notebook pages and divider. Wow, this is a tomb. Oh, yeah, look at it there. It looks cool. Three cast lists from various stages, a script page. I wonder if that's a real script page from the real script. Special effects memo, structure memo, index cards with notes on the wedding scene, 20 notebook pages used for Godfather 2. $500? (laughs) $500? You guys <laughs> like expensive gifts. <laughs> I didn't... Yeah, well, when, you know, we're trying to get sponsors of cool shit. So. <laughs> that reminds me, Mike, we are still looking for a sponsor. As I mentioned a couple episodes ago, we are currently looking for a diaper sponsorship. We are, of course, still looking for a cannoli sponsorship, a pizza sponsorship. We are also looking for a sponsorship directly from the Academy Museum store. So if you would like to give us a copy of this godfather notebook deluxe sign edition for us to review on our two show. copies two, two copies. copies two copies or, i mean look i'll share it with you but two copies no, no, no. for no, us that's to... how that's how it works they send each of us one we would review it here we'd have an episode on it our listeners the the nieces and nephews out there would get a kick out of it so if you're listening academy store academy museum store please we are officially open for that sponsorship but yes. in the collector's items <laughs> In the collector's items, uh, what did I call it? Category, whatever. Kyle, memorabilia, yes. Yeah. Um, Who wins? 
Brian, I'm going to give it to you because oh nice yeah Got because one. i mean kudos on the last minute pick and then also i feel like it, it, the the baseball isn't significant to any movie unless, i mean it's not no it's it's like a 800 gag gift like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like it, it is it is a collector's item because it's a signature but it's like not like there's not like a scene that i think that like <laughs> no, like, no i agree yeah, so as far as like memorabilia slash collectors, since the other one also had Francis Ford Coppola's signature and it sounded like possibly some authentic things from uh from from you know some pieces of you know notebook or whatever, like uh yeah, just sounds a bit more so Brian you, you win that category. Yes. All right. So we got one one. Category three Kyle. I know you, you probably haven't caught up on all our episodes. We were disqualified from picking things we had already picked. So you might be like, oh, that would, this would be so obvious to pick. It was probably picked before. Maybe not, but it's a possibility. The third category, though, was the Coppola Christmas dinner party. So this is something you would bring to the Coppola Christmas dinner party. Okay. Okay. I so like it. I'll go first. It's no stranger to anyone listening that Brian likes to imbibe his his wine or that I like to partake in something a little different. (laughs) So I found this strand called Godfather OG. Strand of what, to be specific? Strand strand of marijuana. Oh, boy. Uh, So this is a marijuana strand, Godfather OG, also known as, quote, Godfather, the dawn of all OGs and OG Godfather. It is a potent indica marijuana strain made by crossing triple X OG and alpha OG. The effects of this strain are sedating and relaxing. Perfect Ooh. for watching the Godfather trilogy. That's all I have to say about this. It, sa- wait, it says that in the in the. No, no, it doesn't say oh. that in this in, in the thing. But 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 but, the, but what it makes you feel is sedative and re- relaxed. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right. It's a go-to good, strain good, for yeah. for medical patients looking to relieve symptoms associated with insomnia and pain. Oh. It features oh. a flavor profile that is spicy and cushy with undertones of subtle grape. Oh, it should be grape. orange. Grape be orange for the movie, no, but, but, but grape wine. Good. That's good. Oh yeah, yeah, grape and wine. Yes, very good. Uh, consumers with a low THC tolerance should only smoke Godfather OG in small doses due to its high THC levels, with which hover around twenty eight percent. Which is all right. That's pretty strong. Uh, this strain won first place for best indica at the twenty thirteen Cannabis Cup. Um, <laughs> positive feelings, sleepy, hungry, relaxed. Negative, <laughs> dry eyes, dizzy, and dry mouth. Well, it's like that, smoking. That checks meat. out. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's oregano. Uh, it looks really nice. So that's yeah. my, uh, that's what I would bring to a dinner party. I'm going to make so. him a blunt he can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just a little disappointed in Uncle Francis, to be honest with you. Why is that? Because I wanted to be fancy for this pick. So what I did, I Googled Uncle Francis's favorite cheeses. And you have to bear with me on this one. It it is a cheese medley I'm presenting to you. What? The the cheese medley is not here. I'd have to put it together. Um, I have have a couple of them, but, like, honestly, he really likes cheeses that are, like, $3, $4 and more power to him. He's a man of the people. 
I was looking for something that would like you know be a little bit more impressive. Like his favorite cheese. You know this cheese, Kyle. I'm I'm about to give what? it to you right now. His favorite <laughs> cheese to pair with white wine is. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. It is oh, a French I, cheese. Crotine. I'll give you ten bucks to pronounce this correctly. <laughs> Crotine de Chevignol. <laughs> you owe me ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. Um, it's this cheese. You and I have enjoyed this cheese together. It is a very good cheese, but it, it's not like one of your high-end cheeses or anything like that. Maybe I should just respect Uncle Francis that he, he's a man of the people that you know he knows what to pair his grapes with. But yeah, I would give I would bring a cheese medley of Uncle Francis's favorite pairing cheeses. I, I like this quote: "What grows together goes together." <laughs> so, you know, I like it as well. Um, you know, the director's cut Merlot is mentioned here as as one of his wines. But like, he'll be like, "Oh, you should pair it with cheddar, Gruyere, Manchego, Gouda." I love all those cheeses. But I was wow. looking, look, I'll be honest with you, I was looking for something like, oh, like, I never heard of that cheese before. Maybe I'm the bougie one. I, I think that's probably it. So the cheese right, platter possibly. or <laughs> or the the high-end marijuana. Um, oh boy. Let me just add one thing really quick is that there is an article floating around out there quite recently that Coppola talks about the positive attributes of smoking marijuana and goes a little in-depth into uh, working with Dennis Hopper being under the influence at the time of Apocalypse Now and saying that it, in fact, helped his character. So, But, but was I, that, I mean, but so was that a is... dinner party, though? Was that an elegant No, but it's a perfect Christmas conversation for a dinner party, and you can definitely, you know, yeah, start I it mean, off. <laughs> I mean, so this is best to bring to a dinner party. A Christmas dinner party. A Christmas dinner party. Um, we live in New Jersey where it's legal. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm. Oh boy, I don't know if okay. I would be welcome bringing that to my Christmas table, Mike. I'll tell you that much. Well, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I like having really cool Christmases, and your Christmases are very cheesy. <laughs> Peer pressure, cheese influencing the judge. Uh, that's all. That's all. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. This is the a, turtles this taught is a me right. One. I say no to dope, Mike. I say no to dope. Hey, there's there's a lot of positive uh, effects. You know, it's a medicine, and, and um, this is and this is cheese a does kill Christmas more people. Party. And this is the Coppola Christmas party, right? So you know, like Jason Schwartzman will be there. be there. Francis, Co- yeah, Francis Ford. The whole Talia Shire will be there. <laughs> you can interpret it that way. It could be Coppola fans, though. I I don't know. It's definitely in like a a hotel or maybe on the vineyard. Who knows? Um. I'm going to give it to Mike because my reasoning there is since this is an Italian uh, festivity, uh, I'm going to assume that there's going to be, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to assume that they've got the food fucking handled. Hell yeah. And so I appreciate putting, you know, like, just like, something you know out of left field like hey i'm bringing this to this element to it to possibly in help enjoy the food or other festivities that are happening and with the new found information that if if that's why i was asking specifically if it's francis for coppola's uh uh christmas party since he likes to partake 
But at, at any party, obviously, I'm gonna. Mike just has like a little bit of an edge, just a little. Uh, that that's fine. That's fair. I'm I'm just a little surprised and a little, you know, on the annoyed side that Mike had a news article he did not share in our news segment. So I didn't know that information. Oh well, I mean, look, pardon me if we're you know recording this out of order or whatever i could easily bring that up at some point but it just occurred to me and you know you handle the new stuff i didn't really think about it all that what that much all right because i smoked too much weed (laughs) (laughs) all right two one mike okay here we go what's the category you're gonna very much beat me in because i I this, struggled with this one, especially because we used all the good ones for this one. We did a lot of trips. This is about trips, right? Taking a vacation, maybe? Travel and leisure. So for context, Kyle, we've already on the show planned trips to Sicily and, and other things on here I won't mention. But So, Mike, where's your travel and leisure? All right, check this out. Six-day trip to Romania. Private tour. You win. Transylvania. We're going to Dracula's castle for you and your family, partner, or group in English with a guide or driver. You decide the date, six in total. A must-see attraction in Romania in a short but balanced tour with special focus on Dracula-related sites. Follow Dracula's route, his birthplace, Brand Castle, his tomb, and the real Dracula castle. Spend a night in some postcard medieval town I can't pronounce, and visit Buca. Is it Bucharest or Bucharest? Bu- yeah, the, the Bucharest. Yeah. yeah, all kinds of fun to discover in Transylvania, where you know, and he shot Dracula. So that's that's where that is connected. All so right. that's my trip. That, no, that's a really and good that one. is. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. That is um, 549 euro a person. Oh, okay. All right. So that's that's yes. just like you 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 have to fly yourself to Bucharest and that's the tour from uh, Bucharest to the castles and stuff like that. Six so days. Six days. Does that include meals? Fun. Um, it does not. No, it does not. But <laughs> that's a great trip. <laughs> Honestly, I would pick that one. Um, since we had in my mind, and I wasn't even thinking of Bram Stoker's Dracula. In my mind, we would exhausted most of the Coppola trips this year in our previous mm-hmm. segments i picked in line with the film we're going to talk about today i picked a sofia coppola trip tokyo because i had just seen the film i mean not for the first time but... <laughs> very nice private marie antoinette's estate tour the palace of versailles Ooh. was home to one of the most fascinating figures in history Queen Marie Antoinette. The many different sides to her personality left not only the, the society of her time dazzled, but future historians too. Famous for her beauty, extravagant fashion, and lavish entertainments, was she really the heartless queen that her nation thought of her? Where am I? Oh, her story is now commemorated in several <laughs> films and books, proving that her personality and life are just as captivating as before. And it's a private tour of the estate. Wow. You also get to the tour Versailles. A lot of cool stuff mm. on this tour. It is not six You're days. You're like in... a queen. Skip the line tickets. And nice. the, yeah, that's what we're doing. There's even a picture of Kirsten Dunst as Marie Antoinette on the bottom here. <laughs> um, <I'm> gonna... <laughs> Again, 
It's not six days in, in cold and dreary Eastern Europe. I give you that. Oh, but all right, all right. <laughs> it is a yeah, lovely... But you do have to go to Froggy France. I mean... Uh. Oh, and, and enjoy wonderful cheese. And look, there's even fun for the whole family. There's a look, goat There's even a goat zoo. there. Yeah. Goats make cheese, don't they? Look at that. Get it straight from the goat. And for two people, because Kyle, I know you would want to go with your girlfriend, probably, or me. You know, a three. People. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to take Kyle instead of me. All no, right. me, Let's Kyle, and me, Kyle, and Kyle's girlfriend are going to go. And well, that... it becomes cheaper the more people we invite. Six people, it goes from three twenty-five a person to one sixty-five. All right, but not your wife, Brian. It's just got to be the four of us. <laughs> She's coming. You know why? Because I know Kyle appreciates a trip where you can balance the numbers out. Right? We're like, oh, you know what? Yes, more than six people. I might have to start booking with the agency, but six people, that's a fair number, maybe a little big. Four. We're getting six, I'd count five. Well, he can bring whoever he wants is my point. But, mm. you know, th- these are small tactical teams that are ideal to travel with. <laughs> and, yeah, so this is this is my That's what you want gift. to be on vacation, tactical. Uh, you, you don't know how I vacation, Mike. Yeah, you don't we, yeah vacation. we don't. We don't vacation. We travel, Mike. I agree. Oh <laughs> snap! <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, both sound pretty cool. I'm not trying to make it like an even race. I'm going to give it to Brian. That's just more my speed. No, that's cool. Let them eat cake. That's all I'll say. Nice. Like and it. I know the host of Monsters That Made Us doesn't want to hear this, but you always said horror fans are kind of just big nerds, right? That you Who know said that? that? Kyle? <laughs> Urgh, Kyle Kyle <Bash>. Bad. <laughs> that was my Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not a monster movie guy. Uh, <laughs> that's quite all right. I thought that was a great trip, Mike. That, that was a really great trip. No, it, so, it sounds very cool. I want to go to Bucharest, and quite possibly I would do like a six days sounds like a lot. That's, that was my other thing. Six <laughs> days sounds week. like a lot. It's a week it's, of, yeah. It's yeah, a lot. exactly. Like, I, I, I'd like to go to Bucharest possibly for like two nights, enjoy the city, and then do like a day trip translation. I understand that. that. Yeah. Yeah, this is for like the hardcore goth yeah, kids. Sounds I like guess. a fantastic trip for people that are that shot at Hot Topic. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or work there. Right. All right. Category five. All right. A category right, near and is. dear to me this year. New baby. Brian, so, <laughs> Brian trying to tip the scales in his favor. Oh. <laughs> I actually very much also struggled with this one, but you're welcome a new baby into your home and or your friend does, and he says, I only want Coppola-themed gifts for this baby. So, Mike, what are you giving this Coppola-loving okay. baby? Now, keep in mind that I found this when I didn't know that I had to find an extra gift live on the air. <laughs> Isn't this the fifth round, or is this the fifth. other count? All right. So, Brian, me kind of like you, this is a bit of the cheaper route, but I just thought this was adorable. So, this is a baby big that says, don't make me call my godfather. <laughs> And it's got a cute little gangster baby with a with a beanie in its mouth. <laughs> Sorry, it's just so ridiculous. I can't believe someone made this. Uh, uh, order oh, if with the recent uh, love of Tommy Cutlets, Brian, yes, you can very much believe that someone made <laughs> Good this. Point. Okay? Good point. It, 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 <laughs> 
if, if it wasn't twenty three ninety nine, you'd have it by now because I would have bought it for you. Like twenty three ninety nine, like you could go to the mall and make this for ten bucks, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's not. But isn't it adorable? <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> I think any gangster baby should speak like the baby in Roger Rabbit. Like it's a baby oh, uh, yeah, baby Herman. Yeah. Or it should be just be like, nah, she, I'm a baby, she, nah. yeah. Brian, what if your daughter started talking? She was like, hey, dad, what's up, she? Be rich. <laughs> Give <me my> milk. <laughs> I would have a talking baby in the home. That would be amazing. <laughs> All the sponsorships you need. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is going to be a bit weird, but hear me out on this. Yeah. So this is a vintage baptismal outfit. <laughs> Similar to oh what God. the baby is wearing in the Ugh. Godfather film, who gets baptized. <laughs> this is creepy. Yeah. Is it creepy? Oh, Does this baby yeah. die in, in this? <laughs> it's so weird seeing you just lying on the floor. Does it, it feel like, like it's a... got like a bullet stain in it? Like, <laughs> what was that? What was that thing that was supposed to happen back in like twenty? The rapture. Like, yes. Yes. The baby was raptured. Does it possibly come with a ghost? Maybe, but. <laughs> this is haunted. If someone presented this to me, like, Ryan, your baby's going to be baptized in the same style as Connie's baby in The Godfather, I'd be honored. Dude, I love the description. So part of well, Kyle can't stop laughing. Beautiful lace front. I do believe the rusting can come out. So those are rust stains. That's what they say. <laughs> and it says... I am guessing. Say. I am guessing <laughs> this was a grandparents. It's rust from the from the crib with lead paint that the baby was chewing on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing is fucking Ellis Island when they were being held there. <laughs> well, that's and Godfather I, Two related. Exactly. I tell that Ellis Island. Exactly. I remember being told that on a Ellis Island tour in like. Really? (laughs) Fifth grade, seventh grade. Yeah, like they took us around there, like, and see, there's the crib, and you can see biting marks, which isn't good because it used to be lead paint. Oh my god! (laughs) Well, also about this, it it, it appears to be for a little baby boy or girl. Yes, no, yeah, it doesn't really matter, right? Europeans were always unisex, metrosexual. Do you know who played that baby who was baptized in the Godfather one? Probably Sofia Coppola. I believe it was. Yeah, Sofia Coppola. So, you know. Domino herself. Do you reject Satan? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Both Godfather gifts, very different. (laughs) Yeah, one's a century old. One (laughs) is 100 minutes old. (laughs) One hasn't been Ah. made yet because they're pressing it in some guy's basement. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's an on-demand order, right. Okay, and this is a gift for someone that is a fan of the Godfather. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no, no. This general. is a baby gift. This is like a shower gift. Yeah, for a but ba- they have the parents are are Coppola diehard fans. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, exactly. So but which one could like you actually use for a baby more than once and be like, oh, I'm so glad he got us that because we're using it over uh, and over again. Which one would you remember more? In photos, and, and don't and, make me call my godfather. <laughs> I hate that that exists. A baby I, with a little hat, and he's got the little uh, pacifier in his mouth. <laughs> oh boy, this is tough because, like, all right, I'm gonna give my reasons of why I don't like them both, and then before, before, before <laughs> no one gets a winner. 
no points. I think it's pretty presumptive. For I mean, I'm not someone. If I have children someday, most likely they won't be baptized, so I can't like I, I'm not in that world. But I think it's a little presumptive for someone else to give the thing that they're christened in. That'd be like buying a wedding dress. Not as crazy as buying a wedding dress for the person. You're not wrong. It's a little crazier. It's <laughs> and then and then there is, but I love the eeriness of it. I do love that. Yeah, that's a that's a haunted item. We should just yeah. order it and put it behind glass immediately. Honestly, you guys should write the script for the. This is a this is a good short film or mini series or something. Tobin it's like a baby a, ba- a baby is uh, possessed, and then and then Mike. It's that's just horrible, like clip art. Kind of, like, <laughs> it's so cheap, it's just so cheap, just so cheap. And I would just be like, "That's what I mean to you." Um, no, it's what your baby means. It's how much I think of your baby. It's twenty-five bucks. Twenty-five bucks. They're like the same price. Yeah, so I'd also f- just feel bad for you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, give me your pity, please. <laughs> And they're real, and they're fans of God, the Godfather, and all and one that. of them actually says, you know, references the film. The other one, they're going to be okay, like, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that references the film. I think it just references an Italian Godfather. Yeah, go, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I you got to be kidding me! I don't see marionette hands just, or anything. You, just, it doesn't matter. I see a gangster, a, a ba- yeah, and it's a baby gangster, a right generic there, but gangster. Like, and it's not. It's not. It's not using. If it honestly, if it was referencing the Godfather, <laughs> it would say Godfather and Godfather font, Mike. Come on. Oh, come on. If it wasn't, it would have a cross on it instead of a gangster baby. No, and baby's don't... wearing a fedora. Okay, Kyle, let me just, just one more one more selling point for me. Don't you think that a hard Don't you think that Kyle, a his one more time, it's haunted. So <laughs> don't you think that a that a Coppola fan would see that font and that artwork and be like, this is not art? Like this should not be. But yours in my isn't house. art. Yours is like it's not trying to be art. And and, and and I know, but neither is this. It's something that a baby's going to spit up on over and over again. It's a bib. Uh, look, I, I don't know. I don't know. We've made yours our is case. something a baby might have spit up on and died in. <laughs> We've made our case. Yes, case closed. Oh boy, he's calculating. It is just like starting to smoke. I'm just reading full descriptions and stuff. Um, uh, God, I hate both of these. Um, no points. <laughs> isn't there another category? <laughs> yeah, it's a bonus round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this would this would be like the official winner, you know? No, look, uh, if you want to call it a tie, call it a tie. I want to call it a tie. I'm sorry. Okay, it's bad. I could see it in your expression. Like, yeah, want to move on really bad. <laughs> I'm calling a tie. I was leaning, Brian. I thought so, but I was leaning, Brian. I I want. That's why I was reading the descriptions. I wanted to see, like, if it was if it was from an Italian family, like if it said that I for know. sure. I didn't have enough time. I would. I. I, I guys, just need. Yeah. I could have easily, and I'm not even going to send it. I'm just going to show it. I could have easily gone with this. You know. Well, you didn't. That- but that sucks because it sucks. It's not. It's 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 just the Godfather thing. This is actually a twist on it. Anyway, you should have your own and impressed me, Mike. That would have been impressive. Yeah, maybe I should have. If you showed me both of those and said, "Listen, you could buy the. I could have bought this for that, but I saw that I could have combined those two, and I would have made your child a gift." You're working that too hard. For you. That would have wanted <laughs> You're for working you. Working too hard. <laughs> well, that's what winners want to do. <laughs>
Well, do I look like a winner to you? Oh, come on. Final category, and I'll admit it. Final I'm going, one. I'm going to the well with this one. I'm going to one I've a motif I've used a lot in the past, but this category is gifts under twenty dollars. Mike, the honors. Yes. Be honest. The honors. The honors. honors. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Okay, so so I'm gonna send this, but but I gotta explain quickly uh, after you see it. Uh, Yes, it is Godfather related, you know, in a sense. Look, the prices are high. I understand that, but I'm gonna come just with a couple oranges. I'm, and this is just for visuals here. Sorry, what is sorry? What is this category again? Gifts under twenty dollars. But here's what I'm saying. I'm not bringing any of the stuff on this site. I'm not ordering from this site. I'm just bringing oranges, okay? Said, but oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not spending this these prices. My gift is oranges. <laughs> that you haggle uh, for. There's, there's two. So, like, I'm going to go buy at the grocery store under $25 worth of oranges and bring that. Now, there's reasons. So, first, you know, in The Godfather, he dies eating an orange, scaring the shit out of his godson. Uh, Whoa, uh, spoiler. Right, out of his Oh, well, just joking. Okay. Come on. But he, a lot of orange kind of stuff in The Godfather. But I remember, and I'm going to get like, let's, let's like go out of character for a minute. When I was a kid, every year at Christmas, my grandma on my mom's side would give us an orange because she is Norwegian and she was really old, even that when I was a little kid. And when they were kids, they would all get oranges for Christmas in Norway. Because of and scurvy? She conti- probably. So they continued the tradition when they came to America. And every year on Christmas, we got oranges. And I even remember years where Santa would come to the door. You know, someone's friend would dress up as Santa and come and hand out oranges to us. So I'm going to do that and bring oranges to you guys for Christmas. I do love when you share stories of your Norwegian childhood. So that was appreciative. <laughs> And that's from the Norwegian side and not my other 50% Italian side. You know, I didn't even dig into that well. Yeah. Who st- so. stole the oranges from the Norwegians? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Mike, you're going to roll your eyes when I post this one because, again, this is a motif I like a lot that I use a lot. Going back to the Academy store, well, disqualified. Oh, <laughs> is there anything under $25 there? There is. It's like a tie pin. The Louis Italian American restaurant tea towel. Oh my god! So if you recall, you even went back to Louis. <laughs> like you... I love Louis Italian American <laughs> restaurant. I live in the Bronx, New York. This says the Bronx, New York. Um, Louis Italian restaurant, of course, is where Michael really became mafioso when he shoots yeah, okay. the Turk and McCluskey, um, and. If you look subtly at the bottom on this tea towel. Yeah. They did that on the other thing from the store. What was that? <laughs> uh, my brother gave me last Christmas a tote bag. The tote bag. <laughs> from Louis Italian American restaurant. It's a good motif, though. It's subtle enough for a Godfather fan. If you love the Godfather, you know what this is. And if you don't, you're like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. It's got a good story around it. And So next year, you're going to do a Louis Italian restaurant t-shirt. Right, new categories next year. New categories going. New categories next year, Mike. You should be banned from using the Oscar store. Period. (laughs) End of sentence. You know that's part of my shtick. This is. I know. I know. A gift value twenty five dollars or less. 
20, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm and, and keep in mind I'm bringing $25 worth of oranges and 20. he's bringing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so I'm sorry. Last... If, if, if Mr. A... Mr. Foodie Man himself, oranges. I'm sorry. Right? If a if a Norwegian lady came to my door dressed as Santa gave me oranges, that's as creepy as the dress. Hey, I have a picture of that when she dressed up as Santa for my brother. I wasn't alive yet, but I have a picture of it. <laughs> All right. So how last round I I was equally despise, despise <laughs> the, the the gifts disgusted. Disgust. I'm sorry. Yes, disgusted. Sorry. Yeah. This one I, I like them both very much. I think the hand towel is very cool. I like a good hand towel. Uh, I like you know obviously perfect with the with the movie reference everything like that. Love, love the look of it. The oranges, obviously a great reference to the movie. Mike, I also receive an orange every year in my stocking. Oh, awesome. It must be the um, German side, right? <laughs> Honestly, I have to ask my mom. It also came from like, there's like a children's book, which I'm oh. probably that okay. she would read to us. And then we would get, we still get a, an orange every year in our stocking. Oh, Christmas you, you orange. And, you and your you. Northern European stock. Yeah. I think we have the next the next plot for Tobin's next Christmas movie. Yeah, and Christmas <laughs> orange. It's because your your people your peoples don't see sunlight in the winter, so they have to gift oranges to not have scurvy. And also, as a, as a man with gout, I appreciate citrus. It, it helps with uric acid. That is a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> so so I very much love both. And I don't want to end this in a tie, so I feel like I just need to flip a coin or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, that's fair. That's always fair to me. I'm always down for a good old-fashioned tiebreaker, you know? I mean, you admitted that it's not like – it means that you truly can't decide. I tr- that's yeah, I, I think I think like, you know, yeah, they're both very great – gifts like i mean i think i think they're both they're you know like mine has a little more maybe sentimentality to yeah, it, the exactly. story yeah, and all yeah. that brian you know went back to the well <laughs> it's it's almost the opposite of the last round of gifts there's like a little more sentimentality around this like used ghost baby dress <laughs> and and then there's just like the the cheapness of the yeah. <laughs> you, you could say Quality, yeah you could say that Mike brought the fruit to the party, and I just went for the low-hanging fruit gift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, because both phrases use the word fruit. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's bringing weed. He's bringing fruit. Uh, let me grab a coin. I'm bringing an army helmet. <laughs> oh, he's actually grabbing a coin. Where's he going like for this coin? All right, who wants heads? Who wants tails? I'll let Brian uh, heads. Heads it is. Oh. Congratulations, Brian, on it, it, winning it Christmas was a too. Pyrrhic victory, <laughs> but whatever. I really started that strong. We all we all won, yes. I think. That was that was very fun. Was, Can I show you guys well, yeah. Kyle before we let you go to bed? Can I show you guys the weirdest Coppola thing I found in my research? Please. Now, oh, I don't know if you've seen Kyle uh Bram Stoker's Dracula, the the Gary Oldman version. I haven't in a long time. Um, I don't even know exactly what this is. What the hell? But it is Gary Oldman as Dracula. I think it's like a door piece. What? Who wants this? Who's paying $80 for this? Only four left. Who has more than one of these? A resin polyurethane handmade sculpture of Gary Oldman as Dracula 
on a base. I guess it's supposed to. Oh, go you would have lost. You should have like <laughs> the peephole. It looks like three D printed. But like, why? Again, it, it, there was no category that it fit. But this is the weirdest thing I found. Yeah, if, there, if there's any question about the piece, you can send him an email. This person also made a Marilyn Manson one, so that's how oh. the person they are. Yeah. <laughs> why does it? Why? What is this Francis Ford Coppola brand story? Oh, it's the joke. A painted as the Joker. <laughs> what is this? We're about to get a little. We're about to wait. Hold on a second. You're about to go. What? Oh, I, I see it here. What is that? What is that? Why would you do this? But paint it as as Heath Ledger Joker, like not even Cesar right. Romero. This one, they just have it. They literally have it in like just a stand. What the fuck? I mean, how? It's Gary Oldman <laughs> as if he was the Heath Ledger Ledger Joker. So is it saying something? Did you, in the see, movie? Wait, did you see the Bowie one? No. What is this? Because he he's in the movie. No. No, but like, why is this person making these? Is my question. yeah. Pe- people are people are just mounting them on the wall or putting them in. Oh like, man, oh, I see. The girl that works loves Marilyn Manson, but I ain't spending money on anybody. There's another cool Dracula statue in here. It's more of a statuette kind of thing. All right, Brian, that is definitely something. <laughs> that is That's weird. Edward what a, hands. What a weird note to end on. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for hopping on and taking the time. Yes. Thank you, Kyle. Nice to see you. We are all winners. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You know, go back to whatever it is you do. What do you do these days? Oh, uh, what am I doing these days? Uh, you can, well, you can follow me on, uh, rebranded a little bit, Mr. Foodie Films. Um, my one Instagram and then my other one is all day features. That's where you can see more of my professional video work. So if you're ever looking for a videographer, uh, um, you know, my main line of work is highlighting, doing highlight reels for uh, events. And then I also host karaoke every Thursday at the best bar in Jersey city Ed and Mary's Ed and Mary's. I've been there. Good place. Good place. Yeah. You watched, you watched the Peacocks, uh, win a game on their miracle run. St. Peter's. In, yeah. Uh, 2021. No, 22. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I'm up to. And obviously, nice. uh, you can check out all the previous podcasts, I've, I've either done myself foodie films or been a part of with Brian PS. I love Hoffman, all the guest episodes of all the other incredible podcasts on the network. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Once again, Kyle, Merry Christmas. Oh, quickly. I had it in my notes. Mike mentioned you the other day on the pod here in our opening. Um, so Mike opens up the show doing a different accent of an impression, know, if you an will. impression. Yeah. Of welcoming, uh, people on to the podcast. We did a Lucas Michael Jackson Coppola collaboration the other day called Captain EO. And Mike opened the show by, by not doing George Lucas, but doing Kyle impersonating George Lucas as his. Yes, as, that's, as, that's as where his I, that is my, that's my go to George Lucas impression, Kyle, is I based it off of your impression. You know, I feel like you definitely captured the essence for sure. Oh, boy, I haven't done it in so long. Can you give us a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as George Lucas? Or, or, or in a Happy Life Day. Yeah. Every, everybody, I just want to 
it's 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 wait, wait, what does he say what does he say it's like it's like poetry it's like right is that right is that his big line it rhymes like, yep. it rhymes it's like poetry it rhymes it's like it's like life day happy holidays <laughs> thank you very nice thank you george thank, thank you. you george <laughs> oh yeah that was great that was that was really fun absolutely i hope we get to do that every year <laughs> what a blast yeah, I agree. This was actually turned out to be a lot of fun. I wasn't sure if we were, uh, you know, repeating ourselves, but now it, that's going to be the thing. We will be repeating ourselves every year and doing this because it's fun. So <laughs> Christmas is all about tradition. So that makes sense to me. Mike, can I get a Mike Appella? Sorry, can Mike Appella <clears throat> come in the room? Me, Mike Appella. Me, 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 me. Mike Appella, are you there? Where in the world is the Godfather streaming? Oh, really gave it to it that time. That was a good one. I like that. I made one. love to it that time. <laughs> Mike, this is the weirdest one to date. Streaming it's streaming in parts on the X. <laughs> that would be weird. But it's on various networks, right? Like I think you can get it on Paramount, but uh, when I like Google watch The Godfather, which is what I usually do, every day when you wake up, <laughs> I, it's not on uh, AMC this year for either holiday. That is messed up, AMC. Like that feels wrong. You're not gonna believe what channel The Godfather Marathon is on for Christmas Eve. Nickelodeon. Let me have two. Let me have three guesses. I'm gonna give you four more guesses. I was gonna give you four five. more guesses. Okay. Nickelodeon, so- no, because you'll never guess. Sci-fi channel. No. Uh, country music television. CMT. No. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. The history channel. No. Oh, I thought for sure. Okay, here's my last one. Comedy Central. No. I mean, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> MTV 2. Wait, what? <laughs> MTV 2, will, instead of AMC, will be running the Godfather Marathon. See, my, my, my answers oh, weren't Eve, that crazy. Sorry. Christmas Eve. So when this, okay. episode, when this episode drops, it I mean, it might go to Christmas Day. I'm not sure. But when this episode drops, if you're in the United States, you will possibly have already watched it on MTV 2 for some reason. Okay. So my guesses weren't that incredible because I was either no. going to – it was a coin toss between Comedy Central and MTV because it's like, well, what would any, why would it be on any of those? It never has any business being there. But like, hey, I guess because there's music in The Godfather, like it qualifies. <laughs> Nickelodeon wasn't even that wild of a guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the family network, right? Like, uh, That's wild. insane. I don't know what is going on in the world anymore. Like, this is just further, this is, you know, this is like further evidence that like something's wrong, but wild, wild stuff. I love this segment because of that, because of this <laughs> stuff that keeps happening. If it was on the same streaming service for six months, we probably would have cut the segment, you know, every time it's on a different, pl- if it's on a different network. That's insane. <laughs> can I get my, can I get my little news jingle? Oh, okay, so hold on. Let me just get the dial right. Are you going to say Megalopolis news hold, yet? Hold on, I, I got I got a text. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. It was, it was like a word going for a work thing. Dude, I love how that, that creepy christening dress just got three new views, and the, the seller's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. 
All right, let me just tune to the news station here. Coppola News. Francis Ford Coppola News. It used to be called Megalopolis News. There is no Megalopolis News, which is good news. That means he's hard at work working on the film. So I have a bit of what might be Megalopolis stuff, you know, oh, okay, if okay. I may. Go for it. And uh, this could be a long shot, but, you know, we're grasping at any straws we can sip from. So we follow a friend of your other show, High School Slumber Party, Charlie Talbot, professional actor, Angus himself. Okay. Yeah. Who has, we know from following him on Instagram, he is going to be in Megalopolis. Right. Uh, he posted a picture today with very interesting facial hair, and it looked like he was on a set, and it said something like, from the past in the future or something like this. And I was what? wondering if that was like a photo of him maybe on the set of Megalopolis. And like, this is just me trying to piece things together after work before the show, like scrolling through Instagram. But I could be going nuts. And I probably am, but it was just like anything that crossed my mind, I wanted to mention to Brian, and this just so happened to uh, come to me on the air. Look, we have to get Charlie on the show. Oh my God, dude. We have to. I got to reach out and like, we actually have spoken with someone on a podcast who was in a Francis Ford Coppola movie, maybe the Francis Ford Coppola movie. So can't wait to see what that's all about. Here's the picture. Okay, you see that? It's kind of got like Wolverine type facial hair there, right? And then under it, it says, the future was then. Mm, Okay, the future was then. And it's like black and white and like the buildings behind him make me think of Megalopolis for some reason. So I don't know. But you all out there should follow him. He's a great guy. Cool actor. Posts a lot on Instagram. He was on that elizabeth olsen show on max i i still wanted to get to and he's in where the the crawdads sing he was in that i was like whoa cool yeah which anyway is crazy. I, I didn't even know i watched that for high school slumber party i didn't even recognize him like i said though a fair amount of couple of news today so let's try to get through it before we get to our main event here which nice. is of course a very merry christmas starting out this is something that like blew our mind if There was a favorite moment on this podcast for me in 2023, Mike. I think it was Mm -hmm. when we deep dove, I guess. We we did a deep dive of One from the Heart. Watching that movie, Mm -hmm. like, really changed my perspective Mm -hmm. on Francis. I know it's so polarizing, uh, but we've read so much. We've read so much about, like, it recently. I feel like it's about to have a comeback. We've even read that the Joker sequel is going to be based off a lot of One for the Heart, at least Crazy to hear that. Crazy to hear that. Why did we start this show, Mike? It wasn't just because we love Prince of Coppola. It's because we were nope. obsessed with the fact that he cut all his movies, like, 90 million times, right? Yeah, like, multiple, multiple cuts of multiple movies. Amazing. Well, this week, as we record, we learned that there will be another cut, another release of One from the Heart in 4K, a restoration, and it will be that theatrical version that he originally wanted to release. Remember, he tinkered on the home release. Yes. We don't know what it's actually going to be like until no. we get I, I it. Thought, but, but there is a name, right? It is renamed right the reprise you know he loves these reprise reprise Uh, (laughs) love it it's even like musical 
perfect. Like, oh, I, I just love, I love that uh, he's going, he's gone back to that and been like, this is as important to me as everything else, you know, like I'm giving this a second cup before the conversation or something like that. You know, like I just love the, it's going to create a revival. I really feel like this movie is going to see a whole new light and people are going to be like, how the hell did no one pay attention to it? I think it's going to become like a Coppola cult hit. I hope it does. I mean, I love that we love it. I love what you just said about how like it changed your view of Coppola and like for the better where you're right. Like you didn't watch this and go like, what you watched this and went, wow. So I love this movie. I love that this movie is getting a, a new cut. That means we get to review it again. And I love that the world's going to see it. I mean, dude, this movie is gorgeous as it is in 4k. I don't know, man. I, I'm very excited to see this. I'm excited. I just need to find someone with like the right TV. Like, <laughs> come watch it over here. I don't know. We'll go to Joey's and watch it. Of course, we'll just we'll just go upstairs from the wine cellar and watch it there. What was I thinking? Yeah, I'll meet you upstairs. Exactly. But, you know, this is also a tribute to the late great Frederick Forrest, who passed away this year in 2023. Yes. So, you know, I cannot wait. Never get off watch. the boat. <laughs> <laughs> If that was him, I'd be like, put that as my epitaph. <laughs> a couple other things. I do want to get, you know, to the meat of our episode here, but a couple other things I feel like felt like I had to mention. Um, yeah, the potatoes, scenes. you know? So we got the meat <laughs> and the potatoes. <laughs> so Jason Rainey put this on our radar. Jason Rainey, yep. of course, friend of the program, but also the person who designed our amazing logo. The logo is arguably better than the show. I love the show. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I love what we do. I feel like we don't earn how good this logo is, though. Yeah. This deserves to be like, you know, he, Uncle Francis's podcast, like actual podcast like that he does. But a new book dropped called The Path to Paradise, a Francis Ford yes. Coppola story by Sam Wasson. Joey Lewandowski, godfather of the network. Please help us get this author on the pod. You've had success mm. getting authors on before. Just let us know what we need to do to get him because, Mike, this book is for you and me. This book is for us. I don't know if you like read what it's Ooh. actually about. It's not, not about it's not about Coppola's work on The Godfather, Apocalypse Now. It is about what Coppola did with his career after One from the Heart failed. <gasps> wow! Oh, wow! The aftermath from the heart. So it really, it really focuses on Tucker, the rain <gasps> and the Rainmaker. Oh, love Tucker. Haven't seen Rainmaker yet. All right. And Megalopolis is also mentioned as well, apparently in it. So this is sort of late career Coppola. You Very and I nice. love talking about late career Coppola. We want to explore more of it. And this author did it in this book. So we need to have a whole episode on the book. I hope we can get the author on. I mean, yeah, we got to we gotta use that lottery pod connection, you know. Come on there, lottery pod. Help us out, uh, Joey and name redacted. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to lottery pod, you'll get that joke. This Honestly, like this is a book I'm so interested in. I hope someone gifts it to me for Christmas yes. or something. But I'm I've been get trying to get ASAP. back into reading more, Brian, and I can't get past an article. Like, there's something that's like not switched on at the moment, and I think this book might just be the thing to kind of jumpstart, you know, my reading zone or whatever you call it, that gland 
that just had, I used to sit there and just burn through books. Uh, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating this. Well, Mike, you're going to have to get good at reading books because we have a book coming up on the schedule. <laughs> oh, well, Brian, that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about. I've been reading that book for the last three months. <laughs> well, do the audio like me. I know, but I want to have that other, there's a certain experience when you're reading something and then you say out loud, holy shit, what is that doing in this book? Uh, and then your coworkers look at you and go, what are you reading? And I go, The Godfather. And they go, well, why, what's so crazy about that? I'm like, it's a porno. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, cats out of the bag. We are going to talk The Godfather book here. I, I hope we can do it soon. And we're going to break it up little by little for our and modern I've got, I've got copious notes, too, from when you were on my show for Godfather Part 3. I read this and we discussed the book a little bit there in my book section that I used to run on that show. But like, yeah, I've got, I know this book really pretty well. So I'm doing a, you know, I'm trying to do that general read through again. And Mike, you're, you're smart. Yeah, I'm smart. I'm not dumb. Like everyone <laughs> says I could read <laughs> still. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we'll have to definitely cover this book as well. This, this seems amazing. So Thank you, Jason Rainey, for uh, you know turning us yeah. on to I think, it. I and... think Jason is where I also found out about One from the Heart being uh, re-released. So thank you for continuing to sort of be one of our spies out there and uh, one of our one of our favorite nephews. <laughs> thank you so much, Jason, and thank you, Sam Wasson, for writing this book. Um, there, again, there's a couple of little things here or there, mostly Sophia stuff. Uh, but there is one more thing that I will talk about today and not necessarily talk about it. There is an interesting article that I would just like the nieces and nephews to read. It is from Far Out Magazine, which is in a UK-based magazine, but you can find it online. It is the tragic murder behind one of Francis Ford Coppola's biggest failures. And it talks about the Cotton Club, which, of course, we'll cover here. But apparently mm. some controversy with murder and Bob Evans and the cotton club that I was not aware of. I don't want to again, dive into it hmm. too, too much today because I want to do it more when we talk the cotton club, but definitely check that out. Scott Campbell is the writer that just dropped last week. So Google it. And yeah, it is an interesting read. Damn cotton club, at least two cuts of that. That's, that's called cotton club encore. So that's the second cut of that. So that'll be fun. So let's, go over that quickly off the top of our head right he has a coda okay. he has a reprise an on, he has a reprise encore. he has, an he has a, a redux a redux <laughs> how many a... more words for the same thing yeah uh, uh that's to... just off the top of our head i don't know what betwixt is renamed i don't know it's what just, dementia you know, it, it is dementia betwixt. 13 oh okay it's Retwixt and then Retwixt. Oh, twixt and then betwixt. Uh, I think Dementia 13 and then just Dementia 13 director's and a, cut. And a half. Yeah. <laughs> director's Dementia 14. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's wild. He finds every word for doing something again. <laughs> and he He's got the thesaurus, man. He's got that fucking thesaurus like when he was a kid and he just never let go. But on Instagram, you know he would say so eloquently like, no, no, no. A redux is this. A oh, reprise yes, yes, yes. is this. <clears throat> a coda is this. Yeah. It depends on the composition and, and the tone and the t yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. I just love how, how he's like, you know, I'm calling my movie a song. 
<laughs> like that's interesting you know like that's a fun way to think about it oh man so we're talking today because it's christmas a very merry christmas which is not speaking of songs yeah musical 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 all around here a very merry christmas was directed by sophia not francis of course but you know mm-hmm. she's family she's domino um it was produced by her and uh, her brother Roman Coppola, and it is American Zoetrope, so it's right, yeah. right up our alley here. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to do a Christmas, an actual Christmas thing. We wanted to watch something Christmas themed or holiday themed, and uh, Uncle Francis doesn't have anything really. I mean, not that to my knowledge that you could call, you know, holiday themed. So. Not on the news that he directed. Some stuff he's tangentially produced, as we covered last year. Um, this is one of them that, again, the Coppola family is related to, of course. They don't, I mean, they don't really get into it, but Captain EO takes place on St. Patrick's Day. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know one from the heart is uh, 4th of July. 4th of July. Know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he does have some holiday movies. but Yes, but, you know, I meant this holiday. Yes. Uh, so A Very Merry Christmas 2015. It was a Netflix special. And again, it's a throwback to all those specials from like the 60s and the 70s. You know, Bing Crosby would do them. And then, you know, they would just be like loosely tied music. <laughs> you know, that's essentially yeah, they were, what they, they were. were sort of variety shows. Sometimes they would have a very loose plot. You know, they would have. I mean, um, so they just did one from Graceland that Riley Keough uh, like produced, which was kind of similar to this in the same sort of tone, you know, and it had the same kind of dry wit between segments and all that kind of thing so yeah it's still very much alive which is cool yeah, I like my that. favorite ever is and i only know it from the clip because one of my like top five favorite christmas songs is david bowie bing crosby oh wow yeah little drummer boy peace on earth and like they have like if you watch the video they have a little like interplay with each other which is like corny and hilarious if you know what i'm talking about will ferrell john c Riley, they do a like almost shot by shot remake of david bowie and bing crosby singing that song so oh nice you have to check that out uh <laughs> but this uh very merry christmas 2015 was almost like the zenith of bill murray mania in this country i know he was obviously popular i mean throughout his career right but there was this like i'll say say it a little bit strange resurgence that happened last decade do you remember that yeah yeah like um he was in the wes anderson movies but then like jim jarmusch did like a couple movies with him and like they were pretty well one broken flowers was like really well received that's a great movie and then he he actually ended up making like a zombie movie with him at one point but you know I remember around this time for sure he shows up in Zombie Land. You yeah. know, I think there's just he had a lot behind a lot of I think uh, younger people became new fans due to like internet and and things like that. And yeah, Bill Murray was back. And I feel like this is a weekly thing we're having to do, unfortunately, on Uncle Francis's wine cellar. Certainly after Captain EO, I think a little of that uh, shine came off due to certain allegations against him. You know, at the very least, he doesn't always play nice on set with people. Oh, okay. A lot of actors have come out and said that he was, again, at the very least, a curmudgeon. Sometimes a little worse. Um, And I think that, I keep using this term, but at the very least, that took a little bit of, like, the magic that was around Mm him. Um, Yeah. You know, he, he has this character that he plays where you feel like if you ran into him he would be that guy, right? 
and he's not that guy and like you know that whatever and i don't say yeah, he's an guy. actor I don't want to dismiss allegations, but you know what I mean? Like, I think... No, I, I think that that happens with most people, with most of us who aren't in the industry. Like, in a similar way, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. just came out and said, like, I'm nothing like Tony Stark, so don't approach me. And when you approach me, don't approach me as if I'm Tony Stark. He's like, I'm an actor. That was a role. Like, I'm my own... I'm a completely different person than that. It's like that kind of thing, you know? It's, yeah, yeah, right? Like, it's... <laughs> I hate how we put certain people on a pedestal and expect them to be gods when they're mortals. Again, that is not forgiving. Which is why I never put anybody up on a pedestal. I try not to. Again, my, my favorite actor of all time, Godzilla. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, he is a god. It's hard for us to say that when we have a like a. Both of us have podcasts dedicated to certain actors, but anyone who's I I hope at least anyone who's listened to our shows knows that we're just not like oh francis oh but like we're not we're not fanatic and like we're not delusional like i don't have an i don't have a keanu podcast because like i'm obsessed with him it's like i love the matrix i love speed i i like the guy he makes cool action movies like i need to kill a lot of time a couple years ago like let's do it like you know nicholas cage that's a different story like there is a bit of uh obsession there you know but like you know everything else it's all just for fun like i don't feel like if i stop i'm gonna die you know it's not nothing like that just again and from listening to all the shows you've done with joey if there's a bad movie that one of those actors makes you don't sugarcoat it you're very honest about yeah it. no yeah <laughs> exactly i'm not apologizing for anybody yeah <laughs> nothing like that no but the, but the point is here like he was definitely raised to a level that i don't think was fair he became an icon yeah yeah and honestly you know and i believe a lot of these stories to be honest with you like he just he doesn't play nice with others on set like he makes he has made sets uncomfortable for a lot Mm -hmm. of people particularly women at times right so again I, i just put that disclaimer out there as like we are also not putting Bill Murray on a pedestal. Now, you have people, I believe Sofia Coppola is one of them, but I know Wes Anderson is one of them, who swears by his innocence and swears that he's the greatest person to work with. So we weren't there. We don't know. We're just going to comment on you know, what this special was today. So, Mike, yeah. overall impressions, what did you think of A Very Merry Christmas? So I had seen it before in 2015, and it's weird. In 2015, I did not like it. I might have even turned it off. This time, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was kind of quirky. I thought the music was good. Uh, maybe I'm in sort of more of a melancholy state of mind uh, these days. So like, I dug the loneliness vibe going on with it for Christmas. I definitely love like the supporting cast that he pulled together. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just I thought thought it was uh, hey, a lot of, a lot of worse ways to spend an hour during Christmas. I'll say I'll tell you that much. I have a similar you know take on it. Like I I did see it in 2015, and I thought it was. I think I hyped it too much in my head, to be honest with you, at the time, and I didn't think it was very funny at the time. This time, I just watched to watch, and mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that bad. The story is nothing. Well, he's supposed to be. Sh- throwing a live television Christmas special with all of his famous friends at a hotel and he, everyone's snowed in so no one can show up and he gets horrible anxiety about trying to do it himself. And they pull off like a very intimate sort of 
special with just the people who were also trapped in the hotel with them. So you got like a couple who was going to get married, the bartender, you know, his agents, uh, things like that. And, and so, you know, they pull it together. Yeah. And honestly, for me, I, I thought the best parts were like the music and the performances. Oh, yeah. Even honestly, I don't even think Bill Murray was the best part of this. Like he's, he's interesting. Oh, he's not. He's an interesting character to tie everything through, but you know, no, it kind of also felt a little like um, we're doing one take here and like, we're just going to move on and like, we're going to kind of use the energy of brevity to kind of move past a lot of kind of holes in this or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of felt like keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Like keep going. Right. Like it could have used a couple extra takes in my book, but it again, like it made it feel more natural in that sense, which also though makes it feel a little awkward to be honest. So I agree that like the best parts are when they're singing and not trying to like portray this, whatever construct of a story they've got going on. You're a hundred percent right. And to me on this watch too, it felt very Sophia Coppola, like that awkwardness mm. is like a trademark mm. of, of her work and her style. And you know. oh, I have got a question for you. Do you think that maybe in the last, five six seven eight years it's just that comedy has has leaned more awkward in general right like since the end of the office and all that and that we're just sort of more not used to it per se but like expect some of that kind of stuff so like it it kind of hits a little different these days than it might have when it first came out i don't know yeah i mean i think there's something to that right like there's very few if anything's today that i that's new that I'm putting on where I'm like knee slapping, funny laugh out loud. Right. Like, (laughs) like, you know, like it's not impractical jokers here. This is like real, you know, it's, it's very subtle. Maybe at the time, yeah, we were looking for something that was more, you know, slapstick comedy. And this is the comedy is in the situation here, sort of. Right. And also like, I know at the time they were like, Oh, look at all these celebrities and the cast is great. But watching it today, I, it really wasn't about the celebrities for me. It was just about, I mean, their performances, yes. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, Michael Sarah. I mean, Michael Sarah, I always laugh at him. But like, especially I was thinking of his performance in the Barbie movie. But, um, you know, there's certain people here that like, whatever, if they were in the, in the movie or not. Yeah, Chris Rock, like, yeah, his part's terrible. Yeah, that, like, that, cut that, him entirely. <laughs> You're right. Like it starts out worse, but then it kind of gets stronger as it goes along. It gets stronger. I think Paul Schaefer's like holding it all together somehow cosmically without saying a word and just playing the piano as like a through line. Like, I don't know. (laughs) There's something about like, uh, like he's like the rock. Like he, he, he just holds it all together in this. So what were some of your favorite performances, favorite parts, things you want to talk about? So first of all, I don't remember Jenny Lewis being in this. She's in the cast list. Seriously, if she sang a song and they cut it, I'm I've got bigger issues with this than I ever imagined. She sings a couple of the songs there, but she's more um she's the waitress character. So oh, okay, right. I thought you didn't remember her from the first time you <laughs> you saw it. No, she. I didn't. I didn't remember her this time. I don't know why I can't remember her grown up for some reason. Like it's so weird to me. I. <laughs> I'm very weird when it comes to Jenny Lewis. Like I did not realize till adulthood that 
the Jenny Lewis musician that I really liked in high school was the same actor as the Jenny Lewis as a the, child. The child star actor, yeah, from from like the Wizard and stuff. Yep. Like that, that happened in my late twenties that I realized they were they were the same person. <laughs> that happened to me, but in the opposite direction, where I found out that she was this like amazing musician, and that, that happened to me later in life, where I was like, "You kidding? Like I missed." her other career somehow and now i gotta play catch up like all right well at least it's there but definitely my favorite part in this i've been listening to a lot of new york dolls at work lately okay and to see david johansson show up here was like what because you played the cab driver in scrooge like you're here now i mean i'm sure he was in he lives in new york i mean he's a new york staple especially of the 70s when bill murray was like coming up as a comedian doing snl and stuff i bet they've been friends for years but like it's got such a unique voice but his performance like almost brought me to tears like i don't know why <laughs> like i'm going through some shit maybe but like it was awesome so this is why um you know i i thought back to that sofia coppola interview we talked about the other day the one where she didn't know what letterbox was and it mm-hmm. really makes me feel that like out of touch is a bad way to say it but like that she's almost in her own world. Well, you know, you're right because she's like, she makes the trend, and she's like one of those people that like sets the trend. So like, she's thinking just on her own, not being controlled by like, you know, the other shit going on. Exactly, she's an independent thinker. Like, she's not pandering to what's hot. She, I mean, look, she has her fans, and I think there's fan service to her own fans, but it's not. Like, oh, this actor's cool, this actor's cool. Because there are people in here that unless, again, who the, like, you know New York Dolls, and I might, but, like, that's not a mainstream person. You know what I mean? That's not a mainstream Mm -hmm. band. You know, Jenny Lewis is somewhat mainstream, but not that mainstream, right? There are A-listers in here. Of course, look, we get George Clooney and Miley Cyrus at the end, right? Which, and, and I think they're great, but like Clooney's amazing, and I mean he's hammered. He's so good. <laughs> you really felt like Bill Murray and Sofia Coppola put whoever they wanted in this. Like Phoenix, her mm-hmm. husband, her husband's band, is, are, yeah, are the the chefs here, right? Like they made what they wanted to make, and watching it this time, I really appreciated that aspect of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, he went on. They actually, they, uh, Sophia and Bill Murray, didn't they go on to make a movie with Rashida Jones, who's in this? Yeah. Um, what's it called? I didn't see it yet. Uh, I know at least Bill Murray and Rashida Jones made them. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that was a, a Sophia film. You know, so like, it's they're the, not uh, even on that... the rocks, on the rocks, on the rocks. Okay. Yeah. And like, no, I'm not, what I'm trying to say, like, no offense to anyone else, but like, you know, having Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph here is great because they're from SNL. Like, there's just a lot of SNL based, like, or I mean, there's just a lot of New York City based, it seems to be here. Uh, I love, I love Maya Rudolph. Like, she's like a queen to me for some reason. I don't understand, like, what kind of hold she has over me, but like, she's got this um, she's got an amazing voice um like amy poehler is is like kind of doing her her uh you know parks and rec thing that's good like everyone's doing what they're really well known for at this time right and i think that comes across really well in this in this time then it didn't for some reason but now it it comes across a lot better it feels i think again expectations were just different right Um. yeah 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 (laughs) So for me, the highlights were, again, not Chris Rock. 
Uh, <laughs> so Jenny Lewis does Baby It's Cold Outside. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, that was a highlight to me. I did, I honestly, I did like the element of Jason Schwartzman and my, uh, and sorry, and uh, Rashida Jones as, as that, the uh, the way the groom and the uh, yeah, bride whose uh, wedding is ruined. A lot of people in COVID later got to experience what that was like, right? So um, you know that element I think is really really cool. Uh, Maya Rudolph as that like lounge singer playing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, so good. Larson turned me on to this, but that was of course a track that Darlene Love would come on to Letterman's show and sing every single Christmas. Oh, cool. It sort of had that vibe. Love that song. It feels like a very New York song, too. So really like that. Fairy Tale in New York was really cool. And then, like, when... I know I'm just going along like this, but just, you know, these are my notes. Um, and then when Bill Murray sort of passes out and it's more of that traditional... Yeah, it becomes like that Bubsy Berkeley, like, big flashy, <laughs> like, white Christmas show tunes almost like a vegas style christmas party look george clooney is always going to be an a-lister though i do love that they rip monuments man at the beginning of the film he was like well, i was in that movie too <laughs> uh, no the, the best thing is how he's like the almost the first thing out of his mouth is like is george coming and like yeah. all this stuff and and there's a funny part early on where you see his audience and it's all like empty seats with celebrity names in it and everything it's like all of his the really famous people but the the funniest thing to me about Clooney is that he like filmed his part completely separate from like everybody else oh so yeah. so like technically he's in the special but like he only meets Bill Murray <laughs> it's like the funniest <laughs> thing to me <laughs> yeah but it, again it worked for what they were doing here um Miley Cyrus when she first came out I thought she was like wholesome and sweet and I really liked her not really liked her like I wasn't like you know buying her albums and stuff and then, I don't know, like, that whole, like, MTV twerking thing, it felt like it was so attention-seeking, and I was just, like, wasn't into it. But, like, Miley Cyrus, like, now I have a lot of respect for. I think she has, like, she's a performer, right? Like, when she gets on stage, it's about the performance. And I know at the time I, like, was really annoyed that she was in this for some reason, and that was just, like, my own bias- biases. Because I think, watching it today, I thought she did a really great job of, like, Again, being a performer, she wasn't there mailing it in. Like, she was doing a really good job. And the whole medley at the end, like, she really is the cornerstone of that medley. Yeah, I mean, I would say that she can definitely hold her own, you know? And, like, to be one of the youngest, one of the youngest people, maybe the youngest person in the cast, and having to pull a lot of weight, like, singing with Bill and George, and, you know, that can be kind of like, well, these are two extremely famous and powerful guys and stuff and like it didn't seem it just seemed like another day for her and she was really out there like look i don't know anything about miley cyrus really (laughs) like she's just not in my like sphere right it might be my type of music but i can't really tell you her songs or anything but i think she has an incredible voice and she looked amazing and just like okay if you have to get someone who represents like the next generation this this works perfectly, you know? So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. For whatever controversy surrounds her, um, I think she can, like, sing circles around that. So that kind of is all that matters. Yeah, I think at the time it was just me being, a, like, a like a hipster. Like, oh, you know, too mainstream. But uh, <laughs> I, I actually, again, I, lo- I liked her in this. And 
overall really just enjoyed the cast like i said this got stronger as it went along um yep. is this my favorite christmas thing am i gonna watch it every christmas probably not but i get i was like you yeah, i was surprised that i enjoyed it on this watch yeah i was glad i was watching it i was having a good time that's the thing though maybe is because i wasn't watching it to have a good time right i was just kind of watching it to be like well what is this like i don't really have strong memories i just remember being kind of put off by it so like let me just sit down while we'll watch this for the show and see how it goes and like having less than expectations helps sometimes right and so uh, as it, you're right, like as it went on, I was like, wow, this is really getting better and better and better and better. And by the end, there's like this huge showstopper. And I was like, wow, OK, well, you know, I think they pulled it off for what it was. It, look, and like it's not like they're trying to make something spectacular from start to finish. Right. Like I think it, kind of the point is like stick with it and see where it goes and catch the vibe if you can. But it was never going to be like the end from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a blockbuster thing. This is Sofia Coppola, after all, we're talking about. So, um, you know, low key, right, is uh, is the name of the game. And I think, you know, they went for it and it worked. It was subtle. It was kind of weird. I loved mm-hmm. that it was in the Carlisle Hotel. It's one of the, like, you know, the iconic, famous New York hotels, I believe. Again, not that we are supporting this guy. I believe that was the hotel that Woody Allen used to play at every Thursday or something. Oh, no. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> no, but it, it is one of these, like, I've had the pleasure of someone I knew was staying there. And um, cool. I was there with my wife. And we're like, oh, let's go to the bar quickly. And I was actually in this bar. It's one of these iconic oh, nice. New York bars. So. You know, it was a cool setting, an interesting setting, a believable setting that Bill Murray would be staying there. You know, again, like this is this is a lot of fun. Um, when when I take away the prism, and look, I'm just thinking about my mindset in 2015, and it was pretty where everyone was. Oh God, I'm going to use this. You know, I'm going to sound like a hipster again. But when everyone was so pro Bill Murray back then, I just remember just feeling the Bill Murray fatigue. Like mm. it was just like. Not to this level, but like these days, it's like when Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart get together. I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, like it's just yeah. it feels so forced. Bill Murray was starting to feel forced to me at the time. And I remembered again, just watching it, not enjoying it. And, you know, again, I'm happy that my mind was changed this time. It's crazy that he was in Ant-Man 3 this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a far, far way away from 2015 Bill Murray. <laughs> And yet, <laughs> what a year we had really uh, on this podcast. But before I get ahead of myself, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about in regards to a very Merry Christmas? Uh, I I would like uh, Sophia to do another Christmas special with another uh, person. You know, that would be fun or, or like some other kind of little special thing like this. Like, I, I think it's cool. Like, she doesn't have to just do movies. Like, she should be able to, like, direct television or, uh, you know, do a variety show again if she wanted to or whatever. Netflix let her direct a stand-up of someone else, right? Like, there could be interesting ways to do that. I don't know. Music videos, has she ever done one of those? Like, bottom line, like, I dig her aesthetic. I like her vibe. Like, this was cool mellow and chic and all that kind of stuff and i'm more i'm more into it than i thought i'd be you know and that's that's fun it's always fun when you're just like oh i like i like this way more than i thought i like this i would love if she did a very 
Francis Ford Coppola Christmas, like her father. Oh, dude. Oh, a Coppola family Christmas would blow my... Who's that at the door? Nicholas Cage. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> How great would that be? Like, Jason Schwartzman shows up. Like, you know, I mean, he's... I would Selena. lose it. Oh, like, like at the vineyard, you know? Oh, that would be so fun. Like, it looks like we're snowing in. What are we going to do? Ryan, I say we start writing this and propose it to uncle francis himself you know we maybe reach out over instagram once we have it all outlined and say like hey like christmas is right around the corner <laughs> get the whole coppola family together that would be amazing the other person i was going to say that i i would and people are going to be like really but kirsten dunst i'm a big kiki fan if they oh did, yeah like, love her jersey strong a very kirsten dunst a very kiki christmas or something like i would i would watch that Especially with her husband. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious if he was in it, too. Kirsten Dunn's husband is that guy from Breaking Bad, you know. Jesse Plemons, right? Jesse Plemons. Thank was, you. Thank his you. name was kind of, you know, like escaping me for a bit. Again, that would be cool, too. There's a couple other options here that we could see. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Sophia, make it happen. Direct an episode of SNL. Oh. How cool would that be? Your dad did it. <laughs> That was amazing. We covered that this year, too, I think. What a, what a great year yep. it's been on uh, Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. Not, not in real life, but on in the podcast. <laughs> I, I had a baby this year, Mike. You had a great year. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking for myself. Well, next year is going to be better for the Yeah, work's us. been good, so that's all that really matters. <laughs> Mike, I'm thinking, well, I know what we have to do, and I'm thinking yeah. we, we need to get a move on with it. We have to talk Mario Puzo's The Godfather book. So, all right. I know you've been reading. Um, we'll, you know, we'll open next year with something along those lines. Yeah. Now, just there, there are many books within this book, so we have to figure out like how we're going to split up these episodes because you know we can't just do the whole book at once. I feel. I feel like it's no. We're deep diving. We're going to split it up. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 It's going to be fun. It's going to be real. And... Until we get to chapter 22. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a very weird part. I, there's a lot before that that I'd like to just kind of, anyway. <laughs> Let's just say explicit language, not for children, all that over 18 garbage. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought some of the stuff was really, really good, though, too. So, No, look, for everything that's like kind of what the hell is this doing in this book? There's like the opposite, right? It's like, oh my God, this is like brilliant. Okay, so it's worth it to me. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this on air, but if not, I know I've mentioned it to you off air. Like I am reading the physical book, but I'm also listening to the audio book. And Joe Montaigne is the <sighs> is the narrator. And he's so good. But Mike, you know the parts we're talking about. Like when they talk yep, about yep, yep. When they talk about sunny, oh, sunnies, you know. She took Sunny's turgid, flaccid yeah. member in her hand. <laughs> oh, what did the, the Puzo, you pervert? What are you writing? <laughs> it's, it's literally like that, though. Like, <laughs> slid it between her dripping thighs, throbbing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Puzo likes to describe. Then there was a knock at the door. It was Tom Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so can't wait to do that. But my little sneak preview right there. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you again for doing this show with me, and I cannot wait. Is is twenty twenty four gonna be the year of Megalopolis? Who knows? Fingers are crossed. Tickets will be pre ordered if it is. We are seeing that at the draft house the night it comes out, and I cannot wait. So 
it's it's time, Mike. It's time. What what are we having for dessert today? I gotta uh, leave the gun. Take the cannolis. <laughs> this is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Of our elaborate plans, the end of everything that stands, the end. No safe.